Hello, everybody, and welcome to What to Discuss Now. I am your host, AJ Fryer, and today I am uploading my recent interview with Michael Abbott Jr. from The Dark and the Wicked, which is a great horror film because of the atmosphere, and it just feels like an A24 film, even though it's on a much lower scale than an A24 film. It just feels like it through the atmosphere and the writing and how dark it is. It's really great. And Michael Abbott Jr. is known for loving mud and basically every Jeff Nichols film. That's not what we discuss here. And we realize we're around the same, we're from around the same place. So have fun listening to my interview with Michael Abbott Jr. Can you hear me, Michael? Yes. Yes, I can hear you. All right, cool. So what got you interested in the dark and the wicked? Because this is a really grueling, atmospheric, dark movie. So what got you interested in the script? Well, I, I, I have to be totally honest with you, AJ. I have never gravitated towards the horror genre uh, for no other reason than that they scare the shit out of me. Uh, I have uh, so much anxiety as an individual already that uh, adding in a horror element to my life does nothing but haunt me in my nightmares for many, many nights. Um, <laughs> you know, I think uh, uh, Sonny Malhi, one of the producers on this film, sent me the script, and uh, we had worked together on a film called In the Radiant City back in 2016 and uh, that uh, Jeff, Jeff Nichols had produced. And, you know, I, I, I read the script, and it was the first time I had read a horror script where I felt like the characters involved were actually real, everyday people, as opposed to some of the caricatures that you can sometimes be faced with in a, in a horror script. You know, I, as an actor, I don't really have any interest in um, being chased by the boogeyman with an ice pick, uh, but this <laughs> was the first time where I had read a, <clears throat> read a character that... Uh, I felt drawn to because I felt like it was very personal. I felt like it was an everyday guy being chased, uh, chased with challenges that uh, were beyond his, beyond his means of, uh, you know, having any control over. Right. And that's the great thing about horror movies is that when they're done well, they can be like festivals with your dinner per se. Like they could have so much involved metaphorically rise and just, you know, and just having that in something in the dark and the wicked, that has to kind of bring you into it more as you gravitate towards the film and your character. That has to then deal with a lot of it as well. Well, of course, the, you know, the story, the, the script, those were certainly huge elements. But I think, you know, one of the biggest is that when you find out that uh, it's, it's uh, written and directed by one of the masters of the horror genre, I think you're an idiot to say no. Uh, you know, I, uh, I I hesitate to say it, but I think I would have I would have taken this film under any circumstances just for the opportunity to work with Brian and uh, the opportunity to work with Marin. Marin again, uh, she and I were actually both uh, horror genre virgins on this project, so uh, it was a testament to Brian's. Uh, ability as a director to get kind of get down in, in the dirt with the actor 
and it was a very personal film for him. It was written on the farm that we shot on, which is where he grew up. Uh, oh, that's like cool. Farms. Yeah, the farm really becomes its own character in this film, and I think the fact that we were able to shoot there where he wrote it and where he grew up, he knew exactly what he wanted to see in every shot. And, uh, and so because of that, I think it makes him very personal and makes that connection with the audience all that much stronger. Oh, man, now that you brought that up, now I'm going to have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, know, there you go. I mean, you've been in other films like uh, The Death of Dick Long, Loving, and Mud. So what do you like to find in a script when you hop on a project? Well, I mean, if you uh, if you look at my list of credits, there's certainly no formula for uh, roles that I choose. I have run the gamut of some pretty uh, pretty extreme characters, and you know, when I when it comes to choosing projects, I think a I start with the story, I start with the script. Uh, those obviously have to be things that I'm drawn to. Uh, they have to interest me on every level. And I think just as important is, is who it is that's making the film, who's involved, who's the director, uh, because you really do kind of sacrifice yourself by giving yourself over to someone. It's, uh, um, you, you allow yourself to be vulnerable in the hands of, of someone who's going to sculpt you into uh, this idea that they've had in their mind for some time. So, you know, uh, I, I certainly feel like... Um, if I were to choose jobs for money, uh, I would probably have a lot more money and, and maybe be uh, a, a lot more happier. You know, they, they say uh, money can't buy happiness, but it can certainly make you uh, more comfortable. Um, but uh, I tend to gravitate towards stories that, uh, that I'm, I'm sucked into that, uh, you know, the, the character arc is interesting and uh, with a good creative team behind it. Right. And uh, how was it like working with everybody on the set? Now knowing that it was like the farmhouse that you grew up in, how was it just working on the set and the location on the dark and the wicked? Well, to be honest, it would have been the perfect film to shoot during a pandemic because we kind of existed in a bubble already. We had a... a right. Uh, this location where no one in town knew we were there. There were no neighbors anywhere to be found. No one had any idea what were going on, uh, what was going on behind the gates of this place. So uh, we probably could have waited and, and shot this film during the pandemic and, and not had to be out of work for so long. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it was a fantastic cast and crew all around. Everyone was there because they were drawn to the store and they knew how personal it was for Brian. Uh, and, um, you know, it really became a big, a big family. Uh, we spent time together offset. This was the second time Marin and I had worked together. We had played siblings in a film called in the radiant city back in 2016. And uh, so it was nice to revisit the sibling relationship with her uh, I think that was enticing to Brian because there was already some relationship groundwork in place. So we were able to deepen this relationship even further and kind of take uh, Louise and Michael's journey into an even darker place that uh, we might not have been able to achieve had we not already had some bit of a relationship set in place. Uh, but fantastic cast and crew all around. 
Um, you know, the crew did an incredible job of coming into this farm and taking the elements that were already there and building upon them. It was the most, probably one of the most un-Hollywood sets uh, you could ever be on because you just felt like you were on a working farm because you were. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Michael, what got you interested in becoming an actor, if anything did, or if you just kind of came on late? What got you interested in becoming a actor? Uh, well, I've, I've uh, been a, I've been an entertainer. I've been an actor at heart for for as long as I can remember. Uh, I remember in the third grade doing a production of The Wizard of Oz and coming out and uh, uh, throwing away the script and saying whatever lines I wanted to say. And I remember the audience laughing and pointing at the scarecrow and thinking, "Oh my God, this is what I want to feel every day for the rest of my life." Um, but, uh, you know, I grew up in, I grew up in a small Southern town in East Tennessee. I tried to immerse myself in the arts as much as I could. I had the opportunity to, to, uh, attend the North Carolina school of the arts, which is a, uh, classical training arts conservatory in Winston-Salem and, uh, trained in, in classical drama and then moved to New York. And the first, first six or seven years of my career in New York were, I was, always on the stage. I had never done anything in front of the screen until uh, my good friend uh, and, and classmate from North Carolina, Jeff Nichols, wrote his first feature film, Shotgun Stories. And he called me and said, hey, man, I wrote you a role in this movie. And I was like, a movie? I don't know anything <laughs> about movies. I'm a stage actor. And he said, you know, just, uh, I'll show you the ropes. You come along for the ride. And, uh, you know, to this day, Jeff has been an advocate for my film and, and television career and uh, really uh, kind of gave me a master class on, on what it was to, to be a part of this medium, a, a medium that I have fallen in love with and uh, hope to work in as long as people will have me. Man, that's crazy that you bring up uh, North Carolina because I'm following you from Charlotte, North Carolina right now. <laughs> and I'm oh, sorry. wow. Fantastic. I'm trying to break out of there as well. So that gives me hope that you and Jeff Nichols both came out of North Carolina as well. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, uh, you know, that's a, a fantastic school there. There's uh, there's been a lot of a lot of great filmmakers come out of there. Uh, uh, David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, Jody Hill, uh, uh, Craig Zobel. Uh, these are all North Carolina School of the Arts grads that uh, we all kind of graduated around the same time. So they've got a fantastic program there. I would say, you know, if somebody wants to get involved in the arts or, or get involved in the entertainment industry, find a good place to study. Uh, find a place that's going to allow you to work and not just sit in a classroom all the time because you have to, uh, you have to fall on your ass a number of times in order to, to learn anything. And that's what's that's with anything in life, not just uh, your career, but uh, um, you have to be willing to fail in order to achieve anything. And, and finding a good place to study, I think, is a great place to start. Michael, thank you so much for joining me. It's been really fun talking to you. Hey, Jay, I appreciate you having me, and uh, thank you for reaching out about the film. And please, if uh, you haven't seen the film yet, it's available in theaters, on demand, and digital HD. And I found out today we're number one on iTunes Horror. So please check it out. Let us know what you think. Well, do. Thank you, Michael. Take care, AJ. You too. Bye-bye.